back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Uh, we welcome to the show a great friend, Judy Shelton, senior fellow at the Independent Institute, former uh, Trump economic advisor. Thank you, Judy. And I'm so sorry we didn't have enough time for you last night on the show. I really apologize. <laughs> no problem, Larry. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, no, it's great. So you wrote this great op-ed piece in the journal. Um, Vladimir Putin is so concerned about defaulting on their bonds. Uh, the Russian government devalued its currency, defaulted on its domestic debt, and declared a moratorium on payment to foreign creditors. This was a while back. You're saying now that he's got more respect for the rules of international finance than he does for the rules of war. So, Judy, he made his payments, uh, whatever it was, $114 million on some bonds. But, you know, thought occurs to me, uh, Putin could help all by himself if he stopped stealing all this money from Russia. I mean, the guy is a kleptomaniac. He's totally corrupt. He's got a $700 million yacht sitting off the coast of Italy. He's been ripping off the energy and gas budget for years. He could just pay this stuff out of his own pocket. Well, you're you're right about all of that. And um, his nemesis politically, uh, Alexei Navalny, has been pointing that out. He calls him a, a crook and a thief. And Navalny just this last week was given another nine more years in prison after oh. he had been um, poisoned by mm. by Putin earlier. So a uh, hundred million people have viewed Navalny's documentary on Putin's palace and showing the unbelievable. That's that's why I say, I mean, Putin is not Russia. He is a totalitarian, and I'm no psychiatrist. But one thing I learned um, many decades ago in the 80s as I was writing about the Soviet economy and the impact of Western capital on the Soviet economy was how desperate they are to be seen as as following the rules of international finance. Putin associates defaulting on debt with national humiliation and economic ruin. And what I learned in, in those years working on the Soviet economy when it was about to go bankrupt, uh, our strategic defense response to a country that has nukes that destroy us, that could destroy the world, was to try to figure out breakout points. When you stress that country to the point where its leader, who, who in this case, so Putin has died in paying off the sovereign debt, gets stressed into doing something irrational. I'm not saying be intimidated by Putin. I'm saying he's not worth it. He's not worth sacrificing a potentially great future. Mm. And we need to be aware of his capacity to escalate, but that capacity may be diminished in the future. I mean, we haven't seen Shoigu or Gerasimov or his, um, the other people who would be involved in escalating. We do know that Putin, the day after the West launched what is called in the financial world as our own nuclear option, which was to freeze Russia's international reserves that they hold overseas in foreign currencies. It was the day after that that Putin 
put the nuclear forces at a higher level. He moved up the DEFCON effectively. And I'm just saying, like Sun Tzu advised, know your enemy. We need to understand the psyche of this person and, um, and, and to know what a potent weapon it is to prevent Russia from paying its debt. Hmm. Well, Judy Sheldon, what will the impact be of freezing the um, Central Bank of Russia's foreign exchange reserves and, in general, sanctioning banks? Now, we haven't gone to a secondary sanction yet. Uh, I, I frankly, would, I would support that. Senator Toomey uh, has been pushing for that. Uh, we've, I think we've cut off gold sales pretty much, maybe not entirely, but pretty much. But what will the ultimate impact be uh, on the Russian financial position and its economy? Oh, I think maximum pressure. And I agree with the secondary sanctions. That's really the only way that you can ensure that the efforts we make to cut off funding for Russia is carried out by associated banks, because if they can get it through secondary banks, then, then you really neutralize the impact of that sanction. We do want to put pressure on, and we do. We, we all see Ukraine. Ukraine is that, that thin margin of good over evil is defined by Ukraine's moral courage. So there's mm -hmm. no doubt about how we want this to end. But what I'm saying is you don't want Oh, I think we lost you. I think, yeah, I think we'll we'll try to get her back on the phone. I, I'll just fill in and in the next minute while we try to get hold of Judy Shelton again. Um, I think that Biden has made a mistake not enforcing secondary sanctions on the Russian banks. Uh, we should be maximizing pressure. That would also maximize pressure on the Russian energy sector because there are still banks in Russia that are financing um, energy exports. And I and I, I think that would... All right, we got Judy back on. Uh, Judy, th th these sanctions are going to have an impact on quite some time, I would think. And I, I doubt if they're going to be lifted anytime soon. But Not while he's in power. Right. right. I think we are putting enough pressure. We saw him lash out at the oligarchs and call them scum and call mm. them traitors and to hint that the people who have villas in Miami mm. and um, and in southern France and who like oysters and foie gras, that they should be treated like um, like flies going into your mouth and spit them out. This <laughs> this is the guy who's against Nazis. And he talked about purifying the Russian race by eliminating these people who would question his judgment. This is the person we're dealing with. And I'm saying what we need to do is allow other things to be taking place so that he isn't the guy defining escalation on his terms. We don't want to be drawn in because we underestimate the impact I of some of the things we're doing. If we if we allow Russia to keep paying down debt to Western creditors, that is more they're never gonna see again. Those are right. dollars and euros that are gone forever. Let's take okay. all of those. Judy Shelton's senior fellow, Independent Institute, thank you ever so much. Folks, we're gonna take a quick break on the other side, some stock market work.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.